Sammy. And this is the Holistic Heart Podcast, the place for all things therapy and mental health. We know navigating the human experience can be as challenging as it is beautiful. So we wanted to create a space where we can dive deep into self-exploration, normalize the struggle, and hold space for hard topics and conversations. We are so excited to have you join us on this journey. Hey, welcome to the Holistic Heart Podcast. This is Kristen, and I'm here with Sammy. Hi. <laughs> you couldn't hear you at all. <laughs> oh, no. Can yeah, you hear yeah. Me? Yeah. <laughs> I think it just, like, took a second to, like, catch you, and, like, by the time it caught you, it was already over. It's <laughs> okay. Kristen knows I literally have issues with my microphone and Zoom every time. This Today, I wanted to, like, chuck it out the window. <laughs> And then lo and behold, Kristen's microphone was the one not on. <laughs> yeah, Sammy's doing all this like troubleshooting and I'm like, I wonder if she can hear me. And I'm like, can you hear me? And then of course she couldn't, so she didn't answer me. <laughs> so that was our story oh. getting on today. But it was funny because just now I could see you say hi. Like I could see, but I couldn't hear you. So I'm like, no one else is going to know that that happened. <laughs> That's okay. I'm glad because I totally had my like phone voice, like super high pitch, like, hi, every time. <laughs> I become a different person on the phone. Oh, yeah. Like, I have a total different, like, I don't know if you're listening, like, do you have a phone voice? Like, do you have like a, or <laughs> have you ever heard the, um, the, like, it's like on TikTok and Instagram and stuff. It's like where the person's like making a phone call. It's like me every time I have to make a phone call. It's like, oh my God, please don't answer. Please don't answer. Please don't answer. Oh my God. I hate this. I can't believe it. Yes. And then like the person wakes up. It's like, hi, how are you? I just, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> totally chill yeah. fine We've got everything together no problem just calling to follow up on something really quickly <laughs> so <laughs> funny I do feel proud of us that I don't feel like we put on our uh phone voice for the podcast I feel like that's yes. a surprise. I'm surprised by that actually I am very surprised by it and proud of it yeah and like I have always I feel like this is a shared thing. I hear people say this a lot, but like, I don't love the sound, like what my voice sounds like to other people. Like mm-hmm. I don't mind what I'm hearing right now, but I don't, I have historically not loved what you're hearing right now kind of thing. And I tell you, doing a podcast and listening back is a really great way of like challenging those negative beliefs and that uh, like negative self-talk that comes up. And maybe it's that, maybe I'm just not talking to my phone voice or something. (laughs) Maybe. I also feel like it's different. Like the way that you sound from inside your own while you're talking versus like hearing yourself outside of you. There's some like difference in perception there that I think sometimes just like getting used to like, but you're right. I, I certainly don't like have habitually not liked hearing my voice and like recordings of my voice or anything like that. And but this has been better. So we always like try to, I try to listen to it. So I'm like, okay, what did we say we would talk about? And like, what's coming up next kind of thing. Yeah. So we were talking a little bit, Sammy, you and I, before we hopped on with record about just like the format of the podcast and how we want to, you know, continue and 
being able to bring a little bit more of ourselves, like you and I into it and just talk through things that are going on. Like, you know, Sammy and I usually spend a good 15 minutes or more, uh, before we hit record on the podcast, just talking about what we want to talk about. meta podcasting um like like, what talk about what we want to talk about um so that like you know to try to like streamline it or or just like talk through the details and get a sense of where we're headed and then always after those like 15 minutes we're like oh we should have just been recording like from there um so today we decided to do that and just hit record and let you all be with us in the process of talking about what we're talking about and more than that too, because it's nice to just like yeah. catch up and see you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yes. Gotta love witty banner. <laughs> I'm I, saying that our banner is witty, but you know. I feel like we're witty. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Yes. Obviously. Um, <laughs> yes. I also feel like it's nice to get to know, like you and I were talking about, like to get to know mm-hmm. the people behind. Uh, and I think you know, if you're listening that you have probably a sense of Sammy and I maybe by now, unless you're uh, new, which is also amazing and exciting. Um, but yeah, I know. And I know we use a lot of our own examples um, and real mm-hmm. experiences and that can bring us into the space a little bit as whole humans. But I think it's important to feel connected to totally. too, and like just be able to really in different ways beyond like the mental health content that we've got. Yes. I like love, I I love podcasting, but I love listening to podcasts. Mm -hmm. And I think that's like my favorite part of it is just like feeling like you, there's like that human connection kind of thing. And I find, um, especially like if I'm like driving or if I'm at home alone or something like that, it's nice to have things on in the background and feel like that kind of, um, connection. And I, uh, I I've seen like the podcast space grow so much in the past. I think I started listening to podcasts like four or five years ago or something like that. Um, and I always find it so interesting because it was like a, a new thing, but like, it's like radio. Yeah, I know. It's like, yeah. Reinvention of the wheel. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh man. But I agree. I don't, I definitely don't listen to podcasts as much as Sammy does, but I do enjoy it. And I like, um, that feeling of like nodding along where I'm like, yeah, oh my God, me too. (laughs) And like, it doesn't have to always be those deep, profound things of like, yes, I've had that like heart-wrenching experience, but also like, oh my God, I love going to like the alchemist in Vermont or like, I love that place, you know, like whatever, like just random stuff. That's like, oh yeah, I like that. Or like, I've been there and I remember that, you know, absolutely. And I brought up the alchemist because I do like going there. Yeah. I went there on my wedding day. So oh, it's a yeah, cool place. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I also like that. Yes. I love Vermont. Vermont is awesome. <laughs> we clearly share that. Um, yes. And what you're saying is making me think too. It's like when you can make that connection and that it doesn't always have to be the depth. Like I often find, I think, being in the role of a therapist, but I also just think I like, I love talking about deep things and getting to the depth, the reminder of like, oh, it doesn't always have to be that. And that like modeling just like, oh yeah. And you can have 
um, I was going to say normal, all of these conversations are normal, but like just, um, neutral or just kind of like easy breezy kind of conversations. And it can still be like a gift or you can still get something really, um, profound from it. And that makes me think of the seemingly simple. I think I've talked about that in other contexts before, but it's like, oh yeah, like I totally feel that way too. Or like, maybe you've been to Stowe, um, Vermont where the alchemist is. And you're like, oh, I love Stowe kind of thing. And it's just those kind of, then that connects you with that memory that you have of that place. And it can just kind of, um, bring another element to your day. Yeah. And it's like that, what I'm hearing is like that connection. Like it doesn't have to be, um, deep or like pain-based or like, you know, significant, uh, in some kind of abstract sense in order for it to be meaningful and connected. Yes. I totally get connections from when people are like sharing their favorite things or just sharing elements of their experience with something. And I don't know. I just think of it as like lighting different experiences up and memories up for myself too, which is. It also makes me like trust people more because it's like, oh, okay. Like I get, like, I feel like I can vibe with you. Like I, like there's some kind of resonance and then like, yeah, feels. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're a human having these like yeah. just random experiences yeah. also like we do talk about things beyond just mental health stuff <laughs> we have whole lives with our own mental health for sure <laughs> yes <laughs> um I feel like it would be cool to transition to what we are going. We, we've talked about like setting an intention for our conversation and I love this conversation. So, um, what we had explored was like the concept of symbolism and what that means and like animal symbolism. And I think we hear about that a lot. Kristen, um, has kind of, um, introduced me to this. I think, I don't even know if she realizes that I see her face. Like, what is she about to say? Um, but I feel like you've really introduced me to years ago, but like the concept of archetypes and symbolism and, and like deepening what that even means. So, um, I thought it would be a cool thing to chat about for today. Um, I'm definitely not going to object. This is one of my favorite topics to talk about. (laughs) I figured (laughs) to me, symbolism really is like that. Um, well, in some ways, I guess there's so many definitions, but like that connection to something bigger, right? Like taking one thing and then seeing how it sort of represents a concept or an energy beyond the thing itself. And so mm-hmm. um, sort of holographic in that way, like the whole represented in the smaller piece, you know? Um, and so yeah. I love that symbols and working with symbols can like call up greater um energies into the conversation or into the experience, I think. Oh yeah. Well, and I think it, it's like calling up greater energies and like insight within yourself too. Mm -hmm. And, um, I also personally, a lot of times experience, like this is a little bit different, I guess, like the difference between symbols and signs, but I think there's definitely like an overlap when like you're experiencing the sign or something, they can almost be like affirming to something because for whatever reason, when you experience this, like Kristen and I could both see the same thing, right? Let's say, I know like, um, animals are like a huge part of symbolism. So we could both see, um, a particular animal or something like that and both have our own experience of it. 
And it could be quote unquote, symbolizing something different to each of us. Um, and we're utilizing our insight and our own self-awareness to identify what those, um, internal experiences are. Yeah. Like what it means for you specifically from your own Mm -hmm. context and associations with that particular animal. Right. And it's sort of like true that, um, what I love about symbols is that they exist on many levels. So it's, like, so for example, if we use that um, animal symbolism, say, I don't know, the animal that's coming to mind is a deer for some reason. So we'll just, was that what you were thinking of? Yes. Ooh, see the stag one? thing all over again. <laughs> <laughs> then that takes me to like the Patronus. Okay. But anyway, so, <laughs> <laughs> so if we're looking at animal symbolism and a deer, right? Like then I might have, like I just said a Patronus, right? Like I was thinking Harry Potter's stag thing um and so I might have my own associations with deer like I happen to know that deer is associated with pathfinding so that comes to mind for me um, when I think of deer and Sammy I would imagine your uh associations might be a little different with deer Mm -hmm. yes when I don't know why I literally like looked to my um left as I was talking about this and I just like pictured Growing up, I I grew up on like a decent amount of property um, in Michigan, and there were there's like a ton of white-tailed deer out there, and I just imagined like um, seeing all the little babies and everything during this time of year because my mom recently sent me a picture of the backyard, and I share all of those details because you see how this one like thing we both had such like detailed experiences of that too, and how it can just kind of um, expand from that you know, think not even seeing, I didn't even actually see the deer, but just thinking about the deer. Yeah. And then like, so for you, it could end up symbolizing like something about home or something about like warm memories or like, there's like, um, you know, like safety, childhood could be many things, right? Like depending on what feels resonant to you around what comes up. So that's like the, um, level of like where our personal associations, but there are also universal, qualities to mm-hmm. symbols right and so for example like do animals embody certain qualities that are part of their symbolism so mm-hmm. a deer as a prey animal for example might be uh, vigilant might be on alert might um, they certainly are very regal in their appearance right and like so there are these um, qualities that are also reflected in a larger than the personal perspective. So there's like your mm-hmm. own personal associations and then there's how that relates to the greater, more universal associations. Um, and I just love the interplay of that um, yeah. and how it can be, it's not an either or, of course, as we always know. Um, and so it's like both my own personal associations and I can open up to what are some of the more universal, uh, qualities of this symbol or representations associated with this symbol. Yeah. Well, and how can you use the more universal qualities of the symbol to help you deepen your understanding of your own experience of it as well? I think of, um, I know we've talked about this probably, or if you know me, you know this, cause I literally have it tattooed on my wrist, but I've always very deeply resonated with 
spirals. And for a really long time, I didn't know why it's just like what all of my notebooks were filled with and everything. And then once I really started to understand, like it just was, a, it's a comforting symbol for me when I see it. And then once I started really understanding one of the universal representations of the spiral is the journey inward. And it was like, Oh, oh wow. Right. And it's like, helps to deepen that. And it, it changes your experience or it has the potential to change and just shift the experience that you're having of your own interpretation of it, you know, pre the, um, objective symbolism that lies within. Yeah. And I love that you brought that particular symbol up because it gives me an opportunity to highlight something really funny. Um, which is like, I also have a tattoo and it's not an image it's words. And the words are know thyself. I have many tattoos, but one of them is know thyself on my arm. And it is for similar reasons, that journey inward, right? Like that, that dive into um, continuing to explore that this, the uh, spiral represents, right? Keep going in. Um, And so, but for me, I'm not as much an imagistic person. I'm more of a linguistic person. And so I chose word representations, word symbols, and you have an imagistic Mm -hmm. symbol. And I think that part also teaches us about ourselves, what we're drawn to, like it, it increases a sense of our own ability to connect to who we are and what, like the qualities about us that are important and meaningful and that, um, you know, that we can lean into learning, knowing, like, I just think it's really cool that I'm definitely much more of a language person and clearly you're more of an image person and but yeah. we have like a similar vibe and it showed up differently mm-hmm. but it's coming from a similar place and so I think that way that we bring it back to like oh what does this tell me about me not just that the journey inward is important but also that I'm I'm feeling I feel drawn to image or I feel drawn to words or what does that tell me about me and like every door yes. opens another door that you could look further in to like yes oh, Kristen, this is low-key blowing my mind. I've never made that connection before. I didn't until like right now. Like, <laughs> I was like, wow. Like, and we both happen to have it tattooed on our arms. Yeah. And like somewhat the same area too. That's funny. <laughs> I love it. Oh. But yes, I think it's like, as you were talking about that, I was also thinking about um, like when you're looking at literally symbols. Cause so I think of that, like, as like the spiral or like shapes can be representative of symbols or, um, letters, numbers, things like that, the, the, the imagistic quality of that can help to symbolize things too. Like when I look at the spiral, I actually have like this huge giant spiral on my desk and I'm looking at it and it's, there's, it's stagnant, but there's inherent movement in it. And for like, I I was just thinking of like, for someone who feels so movement-based, I really resonate with that because there is movement in that. Whereas there are other symbols that maybe feel like there aren't, it's the movement isn't, doesn't, um, isn't illustrated in the same way. So like a square or a triangle or something like that. And when you just deepen the awareness, and I think sometimes it's like, oh, when you analyze all of these different parts it's again, the opportunity to continue to develop more insight around this experience that you're having yourself, but also through the objective, because like objectively speaking, 
a triangle has three angles, right? Like that's, there's no, there's no other way of interpreting that. That's what it is. Yeah. And, and like, then what, what do you assign to those three angles? Right. Like, exactly. Then you, can, then you can have a field day with the symbolism, right? What, what do um, those parts represent? You know, like actually the, the triangle is loaded with symbolism. Um, there's Oh yeah. Triads, you know, um, like the like duality of opposites and the transcendence at the top, um, you know, Trinity type things are, are uh, indicated with the triangle, uh, like two, tri one triangle up and one triangle, like reverse triangle is another symbol. And, um, and so there's like just so much, and then it's like moving, you know, um, yeah. like, moving your awareness to be like follow things you know and like let let whatever comes up for you come up around it and let yourself be curious uh, for some reason when you were talking about the movement of the spiral I was starting to think about water um and the movement mm -hmm. of water and like so then elements are also um yes. phallic, right like so water fire air uh ether um earth always forget of course i forgot earth um <laughs> <laughs> i'm like the least earthy least grounded uh like my struggle with the ground um part so and <laughs> there it is um but so all of those things have certain qualities that that represent right and we we might not even realize how we bring this into our own lives in a way like the, the colors that we choose often are because they represent a certain feeling state to us or a certain something for us um you know like holistic hearts logo is a tree and a lotus flower there's like that growth theme that symbolism mm -hmm. of growth and expansion and like rooting down and growing up right and um yes. so we use image as a way and symbol um as a way to communicate things beyond words which mm. I think, and words can be symbols also, um, but they are bringing, they're representing something greater than, right? Like, so the word tree mm -hmm. is not the same as the essence of a tree or the experience of a tree as the symbol, as the uh, tree itself. Um, <laughs> and so I think it's valuable to sort of play around with what symbols have I cultivated and you know like looking around your space like mm -hmm. you just mentioned Sammy that there's a spiral on your desk and I see there's like a plant behind you and I look around and I'm like surprise surprise surrounded by books so like what what is that you know what are these symboli like what are the mm -hmm. what did I choose for my environment um what do those things represent to me and that can tell me something about what I value about what I'm drawn to about what my passions or interests are or my gifts and strengths might be um and and it teaches you like you can sort of see aspects of yourself reflected in these symbols around you yes which is just such a cool it's such a cool like reframe of a way of getting to know yourself because it's like it's almost like you don't have to do anything. You just like, just take a sit back or a seat back and look around and notice what that feels like and notice what comes up thematically or, um, symbolically and just seeing the different, like perhaps there's patterns that you're noticing and things like that. And just recognizing, I know for me, when I, when I started to recognize the spiral and I thought of like, oh my gosh, this has been a part of me for a really long time. And like, I didn't even realize or recognize, um, it was this common thread and 
I think the concept of self-discovery and getting to know yourself or like even insight development can feel really confusing and really hard sometimes. And I think a big part of that is because we're so used to having to express through words and identify through words specifically. And this is something I think that especially what you were just illustrating in that example of just looking, looking around you, what are the things that you're noticing is such a helpful way of saying like bridging, like it doesn't have to just be word-based. Mm-hmm. You don't have to just like, I don't maybe I'm speaking for myself here, but I can get lost in that. Mm-hmm. And this is something where it's like, oh, it can be expressed in so many other ways and experienced in so many other ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's very real aspects of our experience that we just don't have words for. And words fall short, right. you know, or and like there might be a word that's like close enough in proximity to make the point that you're trying to make, but it doesn't feel like it fully, fully embodies what you're really experiencing, right? And like so, it's really valuable to tap into. I think that's another benefit that symbols have is like it's an energetic experience, like it's a yeah. resonance. It feels like, oh yeah, I'm just getting the embodied experience of this thing, um, yes. and. I also really appreciate what you're saying about like self-discovery and like learning about yourself that it feels it's often framed in an active way like this like uh sort of yang energy of like chasing down something and Mm -hmm. I really do believe like sometimes I mean sometimes it could be that you know like excavation of some sort is what sort of comes to mind um Mm -hmm. and also it's observing with intentionality and with the, with the right lens or the right gaze to what is already present. And that's most often what we're missing. Like mm-hmm. it's because these things are such, like you said about this fire, like, oh, this has been such a common thread my whole existence that I'm almost not really looking at it like something super meaningful, right? Like yeah. it's just like, this is just a thing. I don't know why it's a thing, but it's a thing. I'm drawn to it. It's fine. You know, like, mm-hmm. um, like I just happen to like this color. I just happen to, you know, and it's like, mm-hmm. okay. Um, like that's true. You just do. And that's lovely that it's been part of you, but that tells, that does tell you something about you. So often we don't stop sort of give ourselves the space, the pause to get curious about what do the things that I all I'm already doing or the things that I already love or that I already collect or feel drawn to what are those things tell me about me I'm like a a more maybe like I'm thinking of the word like pervasive or thematic kind of way like what about me as a an entity as a being right like not about just like my hobbies or like what I kind of like but I mean for me, Sammy, like I think about you and this, um, you know, visual symbol, this imagistic symbol, and then like the, the different things that I know that you're drawn to. And it's like, there's so much expression in everything. There's so much like movement and creation, right? And like, um, and so those are like, would to me then become aspects of like your being, right? And like mm-hmm. what you are drawn to, what you might be connected to in this life experience right and like Mm -hmm. I think that we can get insights like that about ourselves just from our own lived experience just like what already not what do I need to find but what's already happening that I could Mm -hmm. 
observe with more intention. Yes. Kristen's favorite saying, you're already doing it. (laughs) Oh, Oh, yeah. I love that one. (laughs) But no, I mean, it's so true. And, and it can, I think to normalize, that can be a hard thing to sit with where it's like, oh, this has all been here. Mm-hmm. And now I'm just seeing it through another perspective. And I, I think sometimes symbolism archetypes, this kind of um, context of understanding yourself, I don't want to say can be made easier, but it's like you're experiencing it through an, like a a different portal of awareness. So maybe sometimes when you're recognizing it being represented or reflected through symbolism versus just within yourself, it can feel a little bit um, simpler or less threatening to connect with that pattern when you see it um, outside of yourself, even though it is something that's happening within yourself too. I just love where this conversation has organically gone. (laughs) Me too. And I I think we did a, like a service to symbolism. I don't think we talked too much about archetypes because they are a little bit different from symbols. They are mm-hmm. symbols, but they also are more than symbols in that they are sort of like a naming of a collection of a pattern. Uh, and that might be something we could talk through in more um, depth if, we, if yeah. we get to a place where that's something that we want to do. Uh, or if yeah. you know, anyone has interest in hearing more about that, um, I love archetypes also. I think talking about archetypes to me would be talking about maybe specific examples of archetypes and how mm-hmm. they present so that it's illustrated a little bit more clearly. Oh, um, I agree. And that would be fun conversation to have. So I'm open to that. But I do feel like, uh, I feel like I like where, where we went with symbolism today. Yeah, no, I agree. I think archetypes deserves its own episode entirely because there are certainly similarities and um, interconnected elements and also very intricate differences. And, um, I think being able to explore, um, both of them can be really helpful in terms of just creating more and more resources for getting to know ourselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, let's just keep having resources to get to know ourselves. I like, that's my one of my favorite things as we have talked about already for both of us. That's our MO over here at Holistic Heart. (laughs) Well, thank you, Sammy, for another amazing convo. Of course. Thank you. Great. Well, see you in our next episode. Thanks for listening. Bye.